up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff, and it is Tuesday, December 20th. Week 16 is here. It's the Fantasy Football Semifinals. If you're still listening, shout out to you, because that probably means you're in the Fantasy Semifinals. And we do have a lot to talk about. It's actually not a deep waiver run, but things are complicated. Yes, I will talk about Jalen Hurts. I know a lot of people want answers to their questions there. So we will hit you up there. Uh, But before I get into all of that, I did want to point out, and this is something I talk about all the time, there's different phases to the fantasy football season. You have that early like opening game phase where you get off to a start in September. There's no bye weeks. Everybody's healthy. Waiver wire runs are crazy. Then you get into the middle part of the season where you're doing a lot of trying to be proactive, trying to be ahead of your opponents. Yes, you're balancing out your starting lineup, but you can stash players. We're not at that point anymore. We are in endgame. And in endgame, there are two reasons why we make ads off of waivers. Only two reasons. That's it. First reason, that player could start for us this week. We need a starter. And I don't know, Jarek McKinnon, for some reason, is out there. Boom, you pick him up. You use him as your flex guy. The other reason we pick players up in week 16 is so our opponents can't use them as starters against us. Now, either reason is viable, but I'll tell you something that isn't viable right now. Picking somebody up for whatever outlook they have going forward, because we may not have going forward. If we don't win this week, like sure, you can play for third place. I know some leagues have a third place game, but if you don't win this week, you're not going to win the league. So what does it really matter? We're not looking for it. There's no more rest of season. It all comes down to the fact that we need to beat our opponents, so we got to play against their team. We're picking up players either to start for us or to not start for them. I'd rather them be on my bench than in my opponent's starting lineup. Now, in terms of dropping players, it's the same sort of thing. Now, I pulled this move last week, and thankfully it worked out. My opponent lost a starting quarterback, lost Kyler Murray, uh, he Colt McCoy was already rostered. He had nobody to go out and get except, well, really one quarterback, and it was Zach Wilson. And I ended up dropping Josh Palmer, which was not easy. But I figured, was any of my opponents, were any of my opponents, or, well, my main opponent this week, or anybody else in the playoffs, were they going to pick him up and use him? And I thought they probably won't, and I was right. They didn't. And thankfully, instead of Zach Wilson, I had to face Brett Rippon, and that helped me out. So putting those blockers up, when you're about to drop somebody, just think about that, though. Will they start for your opponent? You know, Could they possibly pick them up? If the answer to that is yes, you, you got a problem, right? Sometimes having too much depth is a little bit of a problem at this time of year. But just think about that as you're making these waiver ads tonight. All right, so I alluded to it earlier, and uh, it's Jarek McKinnon at the top. He just makes the threshold after the last two weeks. I mean, one week can be a fluke in fantasy football. Two weeks is a trend. He's been awesome over the each, each of the last two weeks. 50 to 100% on him. Tyler Algier, though, 50%. I mean, it took 15 weeks for it to happen, but it finally happened. And if you've listened to me going all the way back to – you know, rookie draft season way back in May. You know that I like this kid. You know I liked him as a value in fantasy drafts, and it didn't really come together because of Cordero Patterson. And then even when Patterson was out, they were they were uh, splitting the workload between Algier and Caleb Huntley. But Caleb Huntley's done for the season, so Algier is flex worthy going forward. 
All right, so Jonathan Taylor is on injured reserve now. Anytime you see a guy who's going to miss, in this case, if he misses more than three games and the team isn't going to make the playoffs, I mean, hey, they have a 1% chance of making the playoffs. They're not going to make the playoffs. Then that player will just be put on an injured reserve. Sometimes it's even a mild injury that will land him there. It's a procedural thing in the NFL. But who takes over for him? And I honestly, I don't like it, but it does look like Zach Moss is the better ad. He played 53 snaps this past week in that colossal implosion by the Colts. Yikes. 53 snaps, Deion Jackson just 25. So I'd go 30% on Zach Moss. I don't think he played particularly well. You know, it wasn't good, but he is the better ad. K.J. Osborne, 20% or 25%. Let's go 25%. It was his biggest game by far of the season. One week can be a fluke, but it's hard to see how 16 targets is a fluke. So I do think he's in the flex conversation. Like These are guys, McKinnon, Algier, Moss, K.J. Osborne. These are guys who could potentially start for us or could potentially start for our opponents, so we just have to keep that in mind this week on waivers. Russell Gage, 20%. As long as Julio Jones remains sidelined, Gage can be a factor here. He had a huge game this week. I wouldn't count on that every week. There's some mouths to feed, obviously, with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, but Gage is a Tom Brady favorite, so I don't mind him. Chuba Hubbard, 20%. I don't know what's going on in Carolina. Carolina's still in the playoff hunt, which is remarkable. But last week, um, Deontay Foreman, who seemed like he was in the driver's seat, got outsnapped by Chuba Hubbard 27 to 13. So I'm going to add Hubbard. I don't love it. He's a very risky flex start, but then again, so is Deontay Foreman. James Cook, 15%. He's still clearly behind Devin Singletary, but coming off that solid performance with the touchdown on Saturday night, it was a receiving touchdown. He's got that upside pop. He could be in the flex conversation as one of those upside guys. Khalil Herbert, 15%, was activated. Not only designated to return, but activated today off of injured reserve. Uh, He is he's worth a flyer. Honestly, if you're hard up at running back, he was playing really good football. This guy averages six yards to carry on the season. Playing really good football before the injury. Now, I don't like the matchup particularly this week, but still, like blockers, guys on your bench, even if you don't need to start them, that's not a bad thing. Jahan Dotson, 12%, back-to-back games with touchdowns. Don't love the matchup against San Francisco, but another guy who could potentially be like a desperation flex Marquise Goodwin also in that conversation because Tyler Lockett looks like he probably will miss this week. He broke his finger. Now, I don't think it's an extended injury, and this is a team that looks like a good bet for a playoff spot at this point. But uh, Goodwin's just one game removed from a 95-yard outing against the Panthers. At number 11 on my list, Deion Jackson, only going 10% on him. I mean, again, I do think it's Zach Moss. Remember, this is a different coaching regime than the last time we had uh, an injury to Jonathan Taylor because Jeff Saturday's in there. And so I do think it is Zach Moss, but I also do think there is at least some value to Deion Jackson this week. Joshua Kelly, 10%. Now, Austin Eckler did exit the game briefly last week. It sounds like he's okay. It was a shoulder issue, but it sounds like he is all right. But it's just another friendly reminder to have Joshua Kelly just in case anything happens in practice this week or anything like that. And Joshua Kelly, deep, deep, deep leagues, is getting enough work where he's a desperation flex. How about this one? Taysom Hill, 10%. I was actually really surprised he's available in over 50% of leagues, and this is just strictly a tight end play. He can score in so many different ways. 
That's really all it comes down to. He can score as a receiver. He can score as a runner. He threw a passing touchdown last week. All those different ways add up to, yes, there's volatility, but a high enough ceiling that at this position, like instead of doing like the all-star Greg Dolchich this past week, and that was terrible. And the week before that, I started Noah Fant, and that was terrible. And the week before that, I started, you know, that whole thing. Just why not grip it and rip it with Taysom Hill this week? His teammate, Rashid Shahid, who has been a pleasant surprise this season. I'm going 8% on him. I'd be 10% on Taysom Hill, by the way. Uh, big play upside, 95 yards in his last game, but... He hasn't had more than four targets in any game, so don't overvalue him. These are deeper league ads. Chris Moore, targets haven't been a problem for him. He has 20 over the last two weeks. As long as uh, Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks are out, then Moore's going to have a role there. It's just can't get too excited about a guy in uh, Houston's offense. Uh, so I'm being cautious. They're only a deep league ad if he hasn't been added. Speaking of Noah Fant, well, he's back in our good graces after six targets. He had five catches for 32 yards. Not a huge week. But when you think about Tyler Lockett potentially not being out there, we could see a little bit of an uptick for Noah Fant this week against Kansas City. Zach Wilson, 5% in one quarterback league's desperate times call for desperate measures. And yes, he will be starting this week. Uh, Mike White will not be back on the field. That is the Thursday game. So if you're desperate, Zach Wilson, I don't love it, but you could be desperate. Uh, Juwan Johnson and Chica Conquo both at... 3%. Johnson's a touchdown machine, man. He's seven touchdowns over his last seven games. His second two-score game of that stretch just came this past week. I mean, putting up numbers, just a lot of volatility there with him. But that's kind of the nature of the beast at tight end. Uh, Chica Conquo, basically, other than uh, the, you know, essentially other than Derrick Henry, (laughs) he's the only guy who's doing anything on the offensive side of the ball. Maybe Traylon Burks when he comes back from concussion, but who knows when that's going to be. Brock Purdy, 3%. This is a deep one quarterback league ad. He's thrown two passing scores in each of his three games here uh, where he's been called to action. Uh, Gardner Minshew. Okay, so this is only a super flex ad. And actually, just let me address the Jalen Hurts thing in general. We don't know if Jalen Hurts is even going to miss any time. We know he injured his shoulder. We know that there's some pessimism about him playing, at least that was voiced by Adam Schefter, but nobody has reported a timetable. Anybody out there saying multiple weeks is simply speculating based on what they think on the situation. Nobody has reported a timetable. And the Eagles head coach, Nick Sirianni, came out and said he could even play this week. So, two things. First thing, if you have Jalen Hurts, what do you do? If you're in a one-quarterback league, go to ftnfantasy.com, check out my quarterback rankings, compare that to your waiver wire, and add the top-ranked guy. Or if you want to add multiple guys, add the top two-ranked guys. Whatever. Whatever you want to do there if you want options. Um, If you're in a super flex league, chances are Gardner Minshew is going to be your best option. Because I can guarantee Brock Purdy's already rostered, Zach Wilson's already rostered. So it's going to be something like, Gardner Minshew and Trace McSorley. (laughs) Like, that's what you're going to have at your disposal. In that format, if I have Jalen Hurts, I'm spending 50-plus percent on Gardner Minshew to cover my rear end. If I really need the starter. 
If I don't, if I have depth and I don't necessarily need the starter, then I'd probably go more of 15 to 20% because I still want to pick him up, but um, I wouldn't go as overboard. If my opponent has Jalen Hurts, here's the other part of the story. And it's in a one-quarterback league. Again, I'm going to go and compare to rankings and pick up the top-ranked quarterbacks if it's a one-quarterback league to block my opponent. If it is a super flex league, my opponent has Jalen Hurts and nothing else on their bench. Like they need, they have maybe have they one other quarterback that they're going to start, whoever it is, and then that's it. I would spend 50 to 100% on Gardner Minshew to block my opponent. That's what it's all about right there. Trace McSorley, I, I mean, even in Superflex, I'm not going to go overboard. We don't know if Colt McCoy clears concussion protocol or not, but I wouldn't go overboard on Trace McSorley. He's, he's swimming upstream, especially this week. So maybe 5%. Like honestly, I'll let my opponent get Trace McSurley in uh, Superflex League. I don't want him to get Gardner Minshew. It's not that Gardner Minshew's great, but if Gardner Minshew puts up top twenty numbers, that might be just enough for your opponent to beat you. And I don't want that to happen. I I highly doubt McSorley does that. I'm not going to pick up CJ Uzama. Uzama had uh, two touchdowns. They were his two targets, and they were broken plays, both of them. And then I'm not picking up Marlon Mack. Great, he scored a touchdown. I'm, I'm glad everybody is so happy about that. I'm happy for you that you're happy. But he's not playing enough. He's just simply not playing enough to be starter worthy. Let somebody else pick him up. Heck, if they start him against you, I'd actually be happy about that. Uh, as far as holds, the only hold I'm waiting on practice reports for today, and so it's not even really a true hold, is Zonovan Knight. If he, if it's reported that he's he's really banged up and will miss this week, I don't see a problem with dropping him. Any player can be a drop if they're not going to start for you and you you don't think your opponents picked them up to start either. Any player. But, you know, Jonathan Taylor, Damian Pierce, okay, they're cut, obviously, because they're not going to play the rest of the season. Any of these guys on injured reserve. Greg Dulcich, I mean, the tight end, uh, merry-go-round, any of these tight ends who aren't performing, there's no reason to stick around with them. So just keep that in mind uh, here. Uh, Your defenses, okay, so the 49ers, definitely keeping them. If I have the 49ers, I'm not overthinking this thing. They are, uh, you know, they're one of the best defenses in the NFL, and they get Washington, I don't hate that. Uh, Dallas, if Jalen Hurts doesn't play, then certainly love Dallas against Gardner Minshew. I think I would still use him against Hurts, but I wouldn't feel as confident, right? And likewise, on the other side, I, I, I mean, the Eagles defense is awesome. I don't like having to face the Cowboys this week, but man, they're so good. They could, they can put up points against anybody. Baltimore has now become an every week rosterable team. They face Atlanta, Desmond Ritter. Watch out. Buffalo also in play. Yes, they're facing Justin Fields, but that actually is not that bad of a matchup. Fields is great, but the rest of the team doesn't really scare me, so I'm going to keep those defenses. Now, if I need a streamer, the fantasy flow chart says, find the Houston Texans and start the defense against them this week. That's the Tennessee Titans. I also want to go up against Trace McSorley, so that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I want to go up against Baker Mayfield because, man, I had Green Bay they put up double-digit fantasy points for me uh, last night against Baker Mayfield. So that's the Denver Broncos this week. Not not a That's a tough matchup for Baker Mayfield. If those defenses are rostered, there still are some deeper ones to go after. Cincinnati against New England. This whole Mac Jones thing, man, I, last year looked pretty darn good. This year does not. I don't know what's going to happen there in the long term. I mean, it could partially be that Matt Patricia is not an offensive coordinator. Is Cliff Kingsbury... Your offensive coordinator next year for the New England Patriots? I don't know if you caught that on uh, the uh, 
Hard Knocks episode, you know, last week's episode, but they they faced each other. You got to hear the audio when Kingsbury just went over to say, you know, congratulations at the end of the game. And Belichick said, hey, I'll call you. <laughs> so, yeah, in other words, it doesn't mean anything, but I'll, I'll read into it. Uh, but anyway, the Rams facing, even if Russell Wilson's back, I'm fine with that, but definitely all the sacks that Brett Rippon took last week, I'll go – uh, and take that with the Rams. And then the Chargers, I like the Chargers as well against Indianapolis. Matt Ryan, whew. Indy allows three and a half sacks per game, 1.9 giveaways per game. So I like that. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, next week will be our final waiver wire run of the season. Remember, two reasons. Either you're going to start them or you're picking them up so that your opponent doesn't start them. That's the only reasons we're making moves this week. All right, I will uh, catch you on Twitter at Jeff Ratcliffe and over at FTNFantasy.com. And, of course, don't forget to subscribe to my other podcast, the FTN Fantasy Football Podcast with Jeff Ratcliffe. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out.